It's Monday of Holy Week. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. Our spiritual visit to the Roman stations continues today by gathering at the little church of Santa Balbina. That's the Collect Church on the side of the Aventine Hill that rises above the ruins of the Baths of Caracalla. A little farther away on the Via Appia is the old church of De Fasciculis, and that's where Peter stopped to adjust the bandages that he had after being shackled, and this is where he apparently had his encounter with the Lord, who asked him where he was going. The Basilica dei Fasciculis was, for a long time, the station, but it eventually shifted to St. Praxidus, Santa Prasede, which is very close to St. Mary Major. St. Praxidus is one of the original 25 parish churches of Rome. You remember that she was the daughter of the senator Pudens and the sister of St. Pudenziana. And there's that church, which is just a little bit down the hill from here. This church was rebuilt in the 9th century by Pope Paschal I, and some relics of 2,300 martyrs were placed here. In a side chapel, the St. Zeno Chapel, there is kept what is thought to be part of the pillar where Christ was scourged, brought to Rome by St. Helena. Pope Paschal, who did so much in his day to beautify Roman churches, built this chapel in honor of his mother, Theodora, and she is depicted in a mosaic here with the title Episcopa, not as some deluded feminists think, because she was a bishop. Episcopa is the feminine form of Episcopus. Episcopa is an honorary title extended to her by the fact that she's the mother of the Episcopus, the bishop of Rome. Also here, there's a tomb by Arnolfo di Cambio for a cardinal, and the one by Bernini, also which inspired Robert Browning's poem, A Bishop Orders His Tomb. St. Charles Borromeo was once the titular cardinal of this church. Listen from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious. I turned not backward. I gave my back to the smiters, and my cheeks to those who pulled out the beard. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God helps me. Therefore I have not been confounded. Therefore I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? yet trusts in the name of the Lord and relies upon his God. From the Sacramentary by Ildefonso Schuster The lesson, derived from Isaiah 50, 
in which the prophet represents Christ as offering himself to his father in confutation of those who were persecuting him, and by his exact and detailed description of the sufferings of our Lord so many centuries before they actually occurred, Isaiah has well deserved the title of Proto-Evangelist, which has been attributed to him. Isaiah ends with these solemn words, He that hath walked in darkness and hath no light, let him hope in the name of the Lord and lean upon his God. To lean upon God is to trust in his love. The whole spiritual life consists in this, and blessed is he who, understanding it, abandons himself without reserve entirely to God. <laughs> 